building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Happy Monday and welcome back. Thank you for joining me today to talk about how to get professional buy-in really from anyone professionally. And I think a lot of these takeaways can be applied personally as well. But the title is from buyers, from your boss, from internal stakeholders and more. There are so many good ideas that fall on deaf ears because we don't get appropriate buy-in from the people we're pitching to. And I'm going to tell you a very very painful story of how this recently happened to me. For example, there are a lot of sales deals that get crushed in the final hours because the last reviewers weren't in the loop or they don't feel important and they say no without having all of the necessary information. I've also seen things like marketing campaigns that get fully developed and then left on the cutting room floor because the marketing team didn't actually get the appropriate inputs, approvals, interviews, and et cetera. So today I want to talk about how to avoid all of this and get buy-in more upfront to save yourself time, ultimately. Okay, on to the painful example. So this happened to me last week or two weeks ago. We actually lost two deals in one day, which was totally, you know, it made sense. Um, One was a budget issue and one was the story I'm about to tell you, but those days are never fun when you are working on sales. So I went through the sales process at a SaaS company. It was with the decision maker who was the head of marketing and her counterpart who was more junior to her who had like a handful of years. They were a really great team. They seemed to be doing good things. It'd be really fun to work with. Then one day the head of marketing decided to leave. She went dark for a little while and I was like, "Uh oh, this is never a good sign. And then she emailed me, oh, I'm leaving. And I want to give you a call and talk to you a little bit about why and what's going to happen next. So it turned out that her counterpart was taking over, which cool. She was also bought in. She went through the whole sales process with us. So I was like, whew, okay. When your decision maker leaves in the middle of the sales process, that could be a huge deal killer. But I was thinking it was still going to get done. Well, then her counterpart left. And our proposal was passed on to the COO with a recommendation, like a high recommendation that they bring us in. So then I went through a series of meetings with the COO and then he was bought in and he said the final step was meeting with the CEO. Well, little did I know at the time that the CEO of this company didn't really believe in outsourcing marketing. Apparently he had built an internal marketing team and then a new head of marketing came in and outsourced some of it. And he had the opinion that what was being done wasn't working, which is like, oh God, God, I wish I knew this. And on that call, I also learned that the COO was leaving the business. So painful. Um, You know, we could have had the contract when we were in the final stages four months ago when the CMO or the head of marketing was the decision maker. However, after going through the sales process with them really three times, I ended up telling the CEO that it's probably not a fit and it's better for him to explore hiring internally because his perception was that it only works when you hire internally. 
And his expectations were different and higher than the former head of marketing who I had crafted the entire proposal around in the first place. There was simply no way that we could deliver to the CEO's expectations within the proposed budget. And I knew we were going to be under a microscope. I'm sure every single move would have been analyzed because we would have had the job of basically proving the CEO wrong, which is always a gigantic hill to climb. And in hindsight, there there were some red flags that I should have seen during this deal. It's always hindsight is 2020, you know. Like for one, the former head of marketing had mentioned that the CEO takes a while to sign contracts and sometimes he doesn't sign them at all. And at the time, it seemed like a weird quirk of the sales process. Every company has quirks and layers of approval and yada, yada. But now I can see that really it probably happened because he wasn't bought into the outsourcing aspect of what this head of marketing was trying to do. And this is somewhat off topic, but another red flag for anyone that is in sales is the level of turnover at the highest levels of the company can be a red flag. It might be a restructuring or it might be investor related. Who knows? There are lots of things that could make that not a red flag. And I'm not totally sure what's going on and I'm not going to guess or specify on this podcast, but I know for sure that there is more to know and it's something to dig into. All of that said, I could have saved myself a lot of time and months of this deal sitting in my pipeline and following up and following up and restructuring the proposal over and over again if I had done the work of figuring out who I needed to get bought in in the first place and I had had those conversations earlier in the process. So let's get to get to the good stuff, the how-to. I'm going to go through a series of do's and don'ts. I guess it's don'ts and do's because I'm going to cover the don'ts first on how to go about getting buy-in really for anything that you're trying to sell internally or externally. Number one is don't be afraid to ask who exactly needs to be part of the process to get what you're proposing approved. I just talked about this. I think a lot of the time we are nervous because we don't want to make it look like we're going over someone's head or we think that they don't have authority or they're not important and ultimately blow up a deal because we offend someone. However, as I just mentioned in my example, not asking can also blow up the deal anyway, and it can also waste your time. So the counterpart of that is do make sure that you do the work up front to figure out who exactly needs to be involved. And here are a couple of examples. One is you might be proposing a new project, a tool implementation, or other budget spend at work. Does your boss own their own budget or will you need to go above them? That's something really important to figure out. And if it's the latter, how can you get your boss bought in to help you advocate for your project throughout the company? These are really important things to think about. Another example could be if you're creating a marketing campaign that includes testimonials from customers, you better make darn sure that you understand the approval process to use their name, their logo, their likeness, whatever, in the campaign before you start. Because (laughs) at some companies, when you're even getting like a simple one-sentence testimonial, their boss needs to approve it, and then their boss's boss, and then legal needs to sign off on it. And you just should know either that campaign isn't going out for a while if ever, or maybe it's time to get a different person involved or get a different testimonial. These are two random examples, but the takeaway is make sure that you do the work up front to figure out exactly who needs to be involved and what the approval process looks like. 
Number two is don't present your idea to internal stakeholders without getting their input up front. You could have an amazing idea or a perfect solution to a problem, but unless you know about the pain that you're solving and who it's impacting, what it's costing the business, and what the overall effects are, you're very likely to get shot down. Plus, when other people feel like they are being heard and their ideas are being incorporated into the final solution, they're more likely to buy in to the end result. On the flip side of that is do start every single thing that you're pitching as an exploration, whether you're selling into your company for a raise or a promotion, you're selling a project into a company, you're selling a product or service to another company, or you're just trying to get an idea pushed through really any layers of approval. You have to start with understanding the position that the company is in so that you can relate to them on a deeper level than look, I have a good idea, or hey, I have a, I have a solution for that. Here are a couple of, of examples for this one. So if you're hoping to get a promotion or switch to a new role within a company, you must understand the goals of the entire business, how you can best serve the company, and how that aligns with whatever you want your future state to be. So if you want to move to a new role or you even want to make a new role, you better be darn sure that it's something that you can show how it will impact the company and how it aligns with the goals of what the company is working on right now. Another example is if you're selling a product or service, please don't ever show up and throw up. You've probably heard this before, but it could be reiterated a million times. I try to make my first couple of meetings in the sales process around me asking questions and them talking and then me providing either examples that kind of reiterate their answers and stories of how I get it and then asking questions like, how would you envision using our product or service to solve that problem? Tie down questions. However, they should be talking for like 80, 90% of these calls. I just made that number up. I'm sure there are statistics out there of how much you really should be talking in the first couple of sales calls. But I try to talk as little as humanly possible and just ask really smart questions. If you can get their answers in these first couple of meetings, then you can use their very own words to sell them on your product or service in the future. It's a no-brainer. All right, third and final, don't ever present an idea and ask for something, be it money, a raise, a promotion, a purchase, or buy-in on a business idea without being extremely clear on the impact. So do come ready to present expected outcomes of your request. For example, will you be able to make the company more money? Will you be able to help grow your department, ensure others on your team are better trained, improve performance? Are you going to gain awareness and impact on the sales funnel? Make sure that you assign numbers and timelines to your expected outcomes and don't be afraid to take risks. You don't want to go in with these little teeny numbers and really long timelines just because it's safe for you because that's not going to get your idea sold in. Make sure that you are also willing to monitor yourself along the way and communicate what's working and what's not because you're unlikely to hit every single number and expected outcome, but you better be darn sure that you're saying this is a challenge and this is what we're going to do to fix it. All right. So that is my very long rant. I guess maybe it wasn't a rant. It was an organized rant on getting buy-in. Make sure the three do's are do the work up front to figure out exactly who needs to be involved. 
Start every pitch as an exploration, ask tons of questions, and talk as little as humanly possible, and come prepared with the expected outcomes of your request. The more tangible you can make them, the better. All right, I hope that that helped you as you work to get your next promotion, move into a new role, sell your product or service, or market your product or service into other companies. If you got value out of this podcast, please share it with just one person. And if you have not reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, please do. I really appreciate your support and I will talk to you next time. 